0: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining this... I don't even know what to call this. We're going to just call this one our uh, Halloween wrap-up show. This is something we don't typically do during the month. This is our second free show, and we hope you all enjoy it. We're going to talk to you about what we've enjoyed or didn't
1: enjoy about the season so far. How do you feel about that, Derek? (laughs) I uh, Well, I love it because I kind of pitched it to you, so I would hope that I love my own idea. Otherwise, I'm just an absolute sadist, which... I kind of am. Well, (laughs) let's be real. (laughs) You know,
0: well, you know, if the shoe fits. Hell yeah, I, I do love this idea, though. He pitched it to me as this time capsule.
1: Yeah, it's basically just our recap show. Everything that we experienced over the course of the 2023 Halloween season. I mean, this is something that we used to do in article form, but I think you and I have been finding more and more recently it's not as easy to sit down and pump out articles as uh, it used to be. I don't know. We're just getting a little bit more busy, maybe a little bit more scatterbrained. Uh, Maybe we just want to go sit down and play some Super Mario or something instead of sitting down and writing for three hours a night when we get out of work. Absolutely. Because some of us are dropping dinners on the floor because we're so overwhelmed. Or some of us are (laughs) cleaning out that fucking litter box for the third time today. Uh, this just feels like the right format to do it in. Just two Johns, one little, one incognito,
0: and we're talking about (laughs) Halloween and how the season went. So, since this is your thing, I would love for you to start. And I know that you've been kind of watching some things here and there. What
1: kind of stuff you've been watching? Wow, what have I been watching? Well, surprisingly, not as much as I thought I would be watching this Halloween season. Right. Uh, I still have a list and I was very particular about what I, I watched this Halloween season. So let's start with things I haven't yet got to, but they were on my list and I just didn't squeeze them in before the, uh, the holiday itself came around. Um, so on my to watch list post Halloween at this point, I think we're going to have to make it around to R.L. Stein's zombie town. which recently hit Hulu. Haven't watched it yet, but that's his new spooky movie. Uh, And I believe that one has Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase in it, which is pretty rad. It is rad, dude. I did watch that the other
0: day. I was fucking stoked. I had no idea going into it who was in it. And then yeah, Jeffy Chase is there, Dan Aykroyd's there, and it's just kind of like it hits you. And it's just it's super weird. It's it's good, it's enjoyable though. I think you'll like it.
1: It was sort of the Halloween of R.L. Stein. It yeah, was this was, it was his year. It really and was And unfortunately I didn't show up enough for it for him. <laughs> I I think because I was just unprepared. I I I think months ago. And that we were still technically in the Halloween. Well, while we were in what you and I consider to be the Halloween season, not what most people consider to be the Halloween season when it was leaked that there was going to be a new goosebumps show this Halloween. And it was a poster that leaked. And when that poster leaked it ended up being the official goosebumps poster, I thought it was fake.
0: I did too. <laughs> it honestly, just
1: did not look real to me when that leaked and everybody was telling me, no, that's the real deal. Um, we know now that it was real and that was the real poster, but slappy on the poster, it looked like some bad Photoshop back then. Yeah. Uh, you know, Justin Long is in it. A couple other people that, uh, their names are escaping me. Um, Have you checked any of the Goosebumps show out yet? I watched the first two episodes so far. The
0: first episode is Say Cheese and Die. The second is The Haunted Mask. I don't want to go too far and do it. It's interesting how they went about it. Um, I can't quite put my opinion on air about it yet. I have to watch the other, what is it, like five episodes? So like the other three, I don't or the even other know six, if or it's whatever. All
1: out, or yeah, yeah.
0: So um, I'd love to say a lot more about it, but I just can't yet. I will say that it's it's cool, it's different, it's a lot harder than I assumed a Disney property would go for the horror aspect. But like, it's 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 enjoyable, and I think uh, other people who haven't seen it yet will enjoy it too.
1: I I definitely will check that out at some point because I mean, it's goosebumps. How am Absolutely. I not going to check a goosebumps thing out? but just sort of ran out of time. So if that wasn't enough for for R.L. Stein, uh, the man turned 80 years old just the other day. And we actually, again, time capsule, I'm just putting this into a digital yeah, audio dude. file for me to listen to. Uh, the man turned 80 years old, and then I tweeted about how he turned 80 years old. And then he retweeted us, which turned into a whole mini... Kind of a little viral thing for us over on Twitter. It was nice. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So it was the theme of R.L. Stein's Halloween, and yet I somehow didn't watch any R.L. Stein (laughs) stuff outside of the original Haunted Mask that we covered on one of our Patreon bonus shows.
0: Right, You're just saving it for the hangover. You know, once we have that little Halloween hangover, you're just going to binge watch all this good R.L. Stein stuff.
1: That's probably true. Yeah. So a couple other things that I have yet to watch that came out Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, which is a new prequel to that rebooted Pet Cemetery that came out a few years ago. Mm. And that one came out on Paramount Plus straight to streaming, uh, and it focuses on a young Judd Crandall. And I just don't know about that one. I didn't like the Pet Cemetery reboot very much because Pet Cemetery, both the book and the original movie adaptation, I've mentioned it before, some of my favorite pieces of work ever, yeah, they're perfect, uh, especially the Stephen are. King work. And I'm just a little, little wary about this one here. So I'm sure I'll get around to it. It's not high on my priorities list. Yeah, that's kind of where I am with it, too. Yeah, and neither is The Exorcist Believer. <laughs> <laughs> to I say just, the least. <laughs> I kind of had not much interest in it at all because despite loving horror as much as I do, The Exorcist doesn't hold a particularly important place in my horror heart. Right. So the, the promise of a requel trilogy kind of had no effect on me i would have went to go see it until some of the reviews from peers were pouring in and i was like do i really want to waste a night in october on that right (laughs) probably not
0: Yeah. I um, honestly, I didn't care. I was like, whatever. If I get to it, I get to it. If not, I don't. And uh, then, like you said, as soon as those reviews started rolling in from people we know and people we trust it's like, hmm, maybe it's uh, not meant to be, I guess, you know, whatever. I guess I'll just go and see something else.
1: Another one, just like Pet Cemetery. I'll probably get to it at some point yeah. but the last two one i'm actually probably going to be heading out to see this weekend is the five nights at freddy's mm-hmm. movie that's one of those that i haven't really ever been wrapped up too heavily into it like i bought there's a pack of games on the nintendo switch so i bought that to try to just understand it a little bit more because man that is a cultural phenomenon it is that is like i mean it's extended past a younger generation obviously older people definitely love it but it was one of those like almost like that generation's goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark that was the horror thing That really exploded and captured the imagination of, like, the younger, like, Gen Z kids. Yeah. Uh, So while we were there and watching it, I don't think you and I, like, necessarily understood it as it was happening and blowing up and being this super popular thing. Right. Uh, Yes and no.
0: Like, my little brother, he's kind of into it, and we used to watch videos of it all the time, just, like, people that were kind of meme riffing off of it. You know what I mean? Like, Markiplier, he does all kinds of weird shit and Mm-hmm. Five Nights at Freddy's always manages to make an appearance on his videos but yeah uh you there's some truth there for sure like I, I don't know it to a T or anything I'm not like sitting in my basement playing Five right. Nights at Freddy's right. or nothing
1: and that's sort of why I'm excited to actually see a film adaptation because yeah. like I want to be a part of that and oh, uh, yeah, and dude. understanding it better than I do cuz yeah The premise is really cool to me, just like Mm -hmm. evil Chuck E. Cheese animatronics just out to get you. Like, yeah, sign me up. I just don't necessarily know where to start because there's so much to dive into. So I'm hoping that uh, a feature length film is like the jumping off point that gets me to at least caught up or where I need to be. A little bit when it comes to that.
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, they, they actually have action figures. You've probably seen them before at Walmart of Five uh-huh. Nights or Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, but every time I go there and I'm checking out some figures, I, I always see these things and I'm like, man, I should just pick some of these up. Some of them look
1: pretty fucking rad. Oh, yeah. I mean, the character designs alone, like mm. it's they're really cool and they're re- really creepy. Uh, and then you start questioning, you're like, well, what kid, (laughs) like, like what real kid in the five nights at Freddy's universe would have liked these characters because of how creepy they were. Right. And then you go back and you watch not Chuck E. Cheese, but the showbiz pizza place, those characters. I, uh, I can't understand how kids would have liked them, but apparently they did. So it's like, they're creepy. Five nights at Freddy's is creepy. Kids, I guess, could like it technically. Anyways. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's a mini rant. And then the other thing I missed in theaters, which I, I is, you know, another big, you know, quote unquote, uh, horror event was Saw X. So the 10th Saw movie. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't see Saw X. Saw
0: X is really, really good. He actually goes to space in this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man. You had me for a second, too. I was like, you went out and saw Saw X? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, dude. He's got
0: like this chrome looking oh. mask and everything. It's fucking awesome, dude.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I mean, now I haven't seen it myself, but I've also heard that a leprechaun pops up at one point on the space station as well.
0: He does. Yeah. Leprechaun. Yeah.
1: And uh, I don't know. Some guy that haunts the dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And and Sam Neil also pops up there. Sam because yeah. they, they're they on a ship in Saw X, uh, yeah. and it's called the Event Horizon. And then Sammy Kerr, he's there. He's just got his
0: guitar rocking out. Now you're just being ridiculous, okay? <laughs> now you're being crazy. You can't just add all these people. <laughs> this is <just> ridiculous. <laughs> all right, so those uh, are all the things you missed. <laughs> That's a long that I list. I <laughs> missed
1: that, war- that people years from now are going to be looking back and going, that was great, that was great. Why didn't he watch that? He missed out on this. Or they're probably saying it now, too. Uh, Let's get into a couple things that I did choose to watch. All right. Um, Outside of my standard, I'm watching Treehouse of Horror episodes. I'm watching random uh, Roseanne Halloween episodes. Here are some things I thought uh, that were both new or noteworthy that I did watch. Um, So let's start with a movie that came out for some reason over the summer and totally bombed. Um, it's finally on Hulu, so I caught up with it the other night, and it's called Cobweb. Have you heard rumblings about that movie at all?
0: Not even a little bit. I'm looking at this note here, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's, this one has escaped me, but there's, to be honest and to be fair, there's so much out this season. It's not a surprise that I missed it, I guess.
1: There's so much, and yet it feels like nothing came out as well. It's, it's weird, and I think part of that is because, the past few years have felt like such banner event years at the movies. Yeah. Uh with with weird ones like mm-hmm. Malignant or Barbarian um and then with obviously having Michael Myers the Halloween movies back in the theaters regardless of what you thought about them. Right. It was a Halloween with Halloween. Oh, yeah. Like it was an event. Those are few and far far between and we got that for like 3 or 4 years in a row which kind of spoiled us. But regardless, we have had some good stuff come out uh this year and Cobweb I think is one of those good movies. Um I won't spoil it too much, but I will say that I think that you'll like it. This isn't like my favorite horror movie of the year or anything. Um, it definitely feels derivative of a lot of other different horror kind of maybe like a little bit of Coraline maybe a little bit of Monster House Um, and there's just some really great Halloween scenery as well It's, it's a good time I've heard other people describe it almost as like adult goosebumps and while I wouldn't go that far I could certainly see how people would maybe draw those connections so might be worth checking out for you. Another thing that I went out to see is actually one that you and I both got out to see. So oh, yeah. instead of me droning on and on for another 20 minutes, I'll <laughs> let you take the uh, reins on this one.
0: Before that, though, this was the one that you actually went to go see instead of The Exorcist. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. Oh, I, I've I mentioned it, but I have a movie subscription and I get a certain amount of movies a month. And I was like, I could use my tickets to go see The Exorcist and have maybe an all right time. Or I could take my tickets and go see Hocus Pocus, the 30th anniversary screening and definitely know exactly what kind of a time I'm getting myself into. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, this was kind of, uh, I don't want to
0: say it was the biggest highlight of my Halloween season, but it was definitely up there. Like, this movie was more to me than just a Halloween movie. I watched this movie with my little brother nonstop, and it was kind of unexpected to see it here in my town, considering a few decades ago they were fighting people on whether or not they should be able to show Harry Potter.
1: Wow. So yeah. you're that's the kind of town that
0: you're in. Before the other people took it over, they showed Passion of the Christ every single year. It was like a huge event. So mm-hmm. now you're understanding, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yep All these yep. movies are taboo. So, yeah, to say that they showed Hocus Pocus was great, but... As far as the 30th anniversary, I kind of think it's strange that this is indeed the 30th anniversary, seeing how like the last two years we were just pummeled with Hocus Pocus stuff. And this year just doesn't seem like it's really there, I guess. Kind of strange.
1: That sort of uh, speaks to the season as a whole. It's not that it's been a bad season, but I think we're in a weird spot now where obviously 2020 was sort of ripped away from us. Mm. We didn't get to have a normal season. And it almost felt like 2021 and 2022 were overcompensating for oh, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And so now, even though we're getting stuff, it almost feels like this year pales in comparison to the last two years because, like like you said, especially with Hocus Pocus, it feels like it's been Hocus Pocus Overdrive for the past couple of years. Yeah. So now that it's actually a big anniversary for it, it almost felt like this screening wasn't enough. For it was that last year we got
0: the sequel, yeah, yeah, which which kind of bombed. And I'm curious if that had something to do with it, with it just like not doing as good as they hoped, maybe. But I don't know. So let's see, what else do we got here? Uh, you watched what a Sven Gulli, Abbott and Costello, and the Killer Clowns,
1: yeah. So I've written about this a couple times now on the Halloween Journal, which I, I earlier. I mentioned that we don't really have a written component as a time capsule, but I suppose we actually do. And that would be the Halloween journal up on the site. So I guess if you want a written companion to this, go read that. But um, I did mention it up there. I decided, you know, for the first time since I moved into this place, um, I was going to look into how can I watch Sven during the Halloween season? Because honestly... I think I like him the best out of all of the horror hosts. He just speaks to my sensibilities Mm. a lot more. He's quick. He doesn't linger too much. Like, Joe Bob, I like, but Joe Bob is there for a while, which is great because you're watching Joe Bob for Joe Bob, but sometimes I just want to watch the movie and have a little bit of host and not 10 minutes of host, you know? (laughs) And that's where Sven Gulli comes in because it's all jokes about rubber chickens and like old, <laughs> almost vaudevillian jokes and quips. And it's so cheesy, but yeah. it's good and it's perfectly timed. So needless to say, I found a way to finally watch him again. And so far I've gotten two screenings, two different Saturday nights out of it. Um, the first one that I went out of my way to see was he was showing killer clowns from outer space and I... I was going to watch that movie anyways this season, and this just happened to be the best way to do it. H- how do you pass that up? You
0: don't. I actually got to see Killer Clowns at the Mahoning
1: Drive-In this
0: year, which was really fucking awesome.
1: You did, which is uh, a bit better than Sven Ghoulie. <laughs> you want to talk about that a little bit and just like tell me what that was like? Because it wasn't just watching a movie.
0: No, man. So yeah, the uh, Mahoning Drive-In, I can't remember exactly when it was. It feels like ages ago already, but- Why saw the Killer Clowns, Um, they also played Critters, and they also played Ernest Scared Stupid. And we all know that the Chiodo brothers all had a hand in each one of those, or completely produced one, whatever. And um, so the whole thing was just to go there, meet the guys, which I didn't do because I don't have anything to say to anyone. Like, I just don't know. I'm not an autograph type of person. Um, yeah, if I meet you in passing, a uh, shake of hand. Great movie, loved it, and yada yada. But mostly went there just to like meet up with people that I know online. So I met up with Dave over at Haunted Hangover and his fiance. That was pretty sweet seeing people putting faces to the people that I've well, I guess not really faces. I've seen them a million times, just not in real life. I missed out on meeting Louie. The weather turned to shit the day that he was supposed to come up there, and he wasn't going to waste two hours of his day to come out, which is completely understandable. Strangely enough, I got to meet up with someone I didn't know was going to be there, uh, Matt from Brain Candy. That was pretty awesome. He actually picked me out of the crowd and asked me if I was who I was. And I was like, yeah, dude, this is fucking awesome. But um,
1: Wow, celebrity sighting.
0: (laughs) It was cool, man. It was it was kind of an eye-opener seeing all the people that like we see online there. Uh, there was a couple people I missed on the Saturday of because it was rainy and crappy and I didn't go out. Um, tapes from the Crypt was out there. Really wish I could have went out there and met him, but um, you know, there's other days. So, But the Mahoning Drive-In in, in general was really, really cool. I, I really liked going there. It was a cool vibe. And it was uh, not too hot, not too cold, just right in the middle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just right, just like Grimy's porridge. Yeah, the porridge and and the beds and everything. All right, so just quickly uh, a couple more things that I watched and checked out. Um I watched a few new to me SpongeBob Halloween episodes <laughs> because I recently found out that in some of the newer seasons they've really been playing on old jokes like from when I was a kid. I don't know if you remember the hash slinging slasher episode. Oh, yeah. That infamous one. And at the end, it's Nosferatu. He's flicking the lights on and off. Mm -hmm. So they've been playing on that recently and in recent years. And Nosferatu actually shows up in a few different newer episodes. Wow. That's Uh, awesome. Both an episode called The Night Patty, where (laughs) uh, the whole premise is the Krusty Krab changes at night and it's run by like all of these creepy sea urchins and the manager instead of Mr. Krabs is Nosferatu. <laughs> so oh my God. I had to check that episode out. And then another one that everybody should check out, you included Grimy. Um, I believe it came out last year and it's called Squidferatu. And the whole episode is sepia-toned. It's SpongeBob and Squidward, and they're invited off to basically Nosferatu's underwater castle, and it does the whole Dracula bit, where they're in Nosferatu's mansion, and he's trying to suck their blood, and they're kind of oblivious to the whole thing, and in the episode, they're even doing, like, a Peter Laurie impression, um, where it's... Renfield's there basically is a Renfield character and he's talking like this the whole time. So oh. it's, it's pretty good, man. It's uh <laughs> definitely one of the more underrated watches of the season for me that I, implore everybody to check out if there's still time and you can even a little Halloween spillover, you could pop this on on November 1st or 2nd. Um, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I watched this documentary on Hulu called monster inside and it's subtitled America's most extreme haunted house. Mm. Um, I won't go too into this one, but if you're into haunts at all, or haunted houses. There's a good chance you've heard of this place called McCamey Manor. Oh yeah, and the whole shtick is that it's an extreme haunted house. You sign all of these waivers, uh, and if you make it through to the end, you win twenty thousand uh, dollars. Well, nobody's made it to the end, and it's not because people couldn't. It's because the guy who runs it, Russ McCamey, it's it's all fake. Like he, it's without saying anything directly, because he seems like the type of guy to take a clip from a podcast and then sue somebody over it. Uh, it just seems like what he does is not very legitimate. And this documentary sort of shines a light on what he does and how he sort of abuses his quote unquote extreme haunt. Mm. Um, and it's just an interesting and sort of uncomfortable watch Cause it shows you how extreme haunts could be done are done should be done versus what he's doing and it's sort of just a weird uh character study into a guy who's probably taking things too far so if you're looking for not a feel-good watch <laughs> but something that's interesting um i i could recommend this one um it's in stark contrast to my other favorite uh, Halloween haunt documentary, The American Scream. That's a feel-good, oh, yeah, yeah. I was waiting uh, for homegrown, fun, great documentary. And this is like the complete opposite of that. But it's also still compelling enough that I- I'd recommend it. So let's start with some food. There's been some food, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, not <laughs> as much as, again, like I thought maybe in years past – but like then I'm looking at this list, and we got quite a bit here. There is. I'll, I'll give
0: some credit, and I, I won't get into it just yet. We'll, we'll go with the list here. We'll talk about some pros, some cons, about the food situation this year. Um, I guess it's only proper to start with the big one this year, right, Carmilla Creeper? That makes sense. That's
1: really what kicked off the uh, Halloween season for us super early this year. Yeah. Sometime... At the beginning of the summer when that was sort of leaked that yes, we were getting a new serial monster. That was mm-hmm. crazy. That was, was craziness. Not just a
0: serial monster, but a female one. The first female in the lineup. That's that's huge. They they really kind of blew this one up for it. Um my question is, how many people remember here in October? <laughs> it's insane. It's like it's she just got
1: <laughs> overshadowed and oh, I just feel bad for her. I think that's part of the reason why the season has felt like more subdued than it actually is, is that it actually started like six months ago. Yeah. Like when this cereal was leaked, mm-hmm. I think that's when all of our collective Halloween seasons started. Imagine if we only found out at like the tail end of August that we were getting a new cereal oh monster. The season would just we'd still be riding that high right now. Oh yeah. Or even like the beginning to middle of September. Like, oh
0: my God. Mm It would be fucking shit. Yeah, like when we were kids. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, it's not like it used to be. Like just going in there and finding out the day of what they have in store. It's just so much different. And that's one of my cons of the season now years like it's just so weird that all this stuff is out there and available immediately. Like there's just no, don't get me wrong. I'm a collector first and foremost, and I'm always hunting for these things. And it's not like they all managed to get here at the moment, but like, majority of them do and when I find them I'm, I'm done you know like that's it that there's no more Halloween season for me aside from podcasting and social media and stuff like that that's really the drive that keeps us going but like man do I miss the days where you could just walk in and just find shit you know you're not really looking yeah you're just finding stuff
1: yeah just imagine you walked into your local price chopper or whatever you have around you and you're just like What's this next to Count Chocula? Yeah. A girl monster cereal? Yep. Are you kidding me? You know, like it's still cool and it's still fun that we got that, you know, collective internet hype. But yeah. uh, being able to find out on your own just completely blind, that also would have been pretty cool too.
0: Oh, yeah. So what did, did you think of the cereal
1: anyways? Did you like it? Hate it? I what was your- finally, finally tried it for the <laughs> first time the other day um, and it was good. It definitely is good. And it's weird in the sense that it's weird in the way that all of the other monster cereals are weird. Because these modern iterations of the monster cereals smell crazy when you open that box. Oh, yeah. yep, And then you go to eat it and it is way more muted of a flavor than you're expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing because it means that like it's not an overpowering eat when you're eating it yeah but um it would have been nice if it was just like a, a tad stronger on the flavor department i think
0: right i was uh i was here for it i enjoyed it i mean you guys seen me react to it on haunted hangover stuff and uh you knew that i basically said it was the best thing in the entire world i may have went a little far above uh what really was there it's cereal it's good <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's good I will say I will say you for a while there were convinced that this was the best of them and that I was gonna think that this was the best of them and I think I think that this is like maybe a close second because I think it's kind of blown all of the original three out of the water at least for now for me because I used to be a really big Frankenberry guy okay Um, Frankenberry is my jam but I will say, uh, I am still holding holding court here. I think that Fruit Brute fruit is fruit. still my favorite and will probably always be my favorite of the bunch. Like that's fair. It's uh, it's Fruit Brute for me, man. And then Carmela can uh, just a little, a little tiny bit behind Fruit Brute, just a hair behind. Which makes sense because you know Fruit Brute has all that hair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Butumch. All right, so while we're still on the topic of cereals, uh, we got another pretty big cereal this year, right? The Great Pumpkin cereal? Yes, and I am ready to
1: fight you on this one. I am fired up. And I've been fired up. It's gross. It's not disgusting. Gross. (laughs) Gross. Let me tell you something. Today, I went back and I was reading through some of your best of the season. Uh, reviews last year for okay. food reviews. Yes. And you rated the Hocus Pocus 2 Berry Brew Cereal a 9 out of 10. Oh, dude, it was good. It a was good. berry cereal, 9 out of 10, dude. I sure did. It's not the same as all the
0: other berry cereals. Did you try it last year? Did you eat the cereal last year? You didn't, did you? Probably
1: I did. You I did don't, not. You maybe. fucking
0: liar. You're lying.
1: I don't know. Listen... Whether I did or didn't, I am going to die on this hill that berry cereals can fuck off to space uh, with Saw X and the rest of the horror crew.
0: So this berry cereal, I'm telling you, this is like Pop-Tart berries. This isn't the same as like your typical, hey, this is a movie and we're just going to make berry cereal out of it. And it's completely different, I'm telling you. I 100% swear.
1: Well, 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 well. Well... I'm never gonna try it because it's gone forever now. It's unless they make a Hocus forever. Pocus three cereal. Um, All right, so but the great pumpkin cereal though. To, let's, to let's, my point. To my point, I think this is why I even maybe give a great pumpkin cereal an extra point because it's not a fucking berry cereal. I have I have said this for months upon months upon months now. It seems like every tie in cereal that we get is a generic berry flavor. I was so excited, so stoked, and I still am, that this great pumpkin cereal, they let it just be a nice, simple vanilla flavor. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Let's not make a generic berry. Let's make a generic vanilla. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? More power to them. I love that. And generic i don't even think it was like a generic vanilla i think it was oh, like a super nice generic <laughs> like cupcakey vanilla it was like it was like a cupcake but without them doing the like the cupcake flavor that's fine and
0: dandy i for me i don't really care this cereal could have actually been dog shit and i still would have bought it just for this fucking box dude come on like box is beautiful me? box is a work of art It really is. I can completely forgive them for my uh, experience with the cereal. For me, it was just like the texture for some reason. Like, I personally felt like the moment it hit any kind of liquid... It completely absorbed it, and there was like no crunch left to it.
1: And we got into an argument about that in the Facebook group, didn't we? You and I. Oh we were Jesus! Going back and forth. You came up with we, the most dumbest I, thing. <laughs> no, this is how I eat cereal, and if you are like me, and it sounds like you are, and you need your cereal to have a crunch to it, then this is how you need to start eating your cereal, bud. You you need to adapt. The cereal doesn't need to adapt. You need to adapt. You get your bowl. And you fill your bowl up with the amount of milk for a full bowl, but only pour in like a third of the amount of cereal that you're you're planning on eating. So then you just get that nice and wet, and then you eat that up. And then when all that cereal is gone, it's still crunchy. All of everything that you ate was crunchy because it didn't get a chance to sog out. See, the, the problem with
0: it was that I had this like shot glass of a bowl. It was like one bite so it was already soggy and just little tiny bowl. It's not like I was sitting there for like an hour.
1: shot glass of a bowl legitimately like
0: the tiniest bowl I could find is what I poured this cereal into and it fucking sucked that shit right up and just turned into a fucking wet blanket.
1: <laughs> I would like to go back in time and take a, a stopwatch to you and when you poured that milk and and I need to know. I need scientific hard proof because I'm just not buying it because I poured that milk in that cereal and it did not sog on them. Maybe you got a bad box, dude.
0: I'm thinking that's not it. I'm thinking this cereal just blows (laughs) goats, (laughs) but it has an awesome box. So we're going to have have to just leave
1: it at that because boy, we talked a lot about great pumpkin cereal. (laughs) I have done more arguing this Halloween season about this great pumpkin cereal. Oh my God. He is ready to die
0: on this hill.
1: For uh, for a Halloween special that I don't even like that much. Figure that one out.
0: It's actually one of my favorite Halloween specials.
1: I think that's what's not sitting right with me (laughs) is that you love this special so much and I don't and I liked the cereal and you didn't. And I'm like, you should be the one dying on this hill grimy. Not me. Well that's why we're Big John and Incognito John. We're the best of both Johns. <laughs> <laughs> Two Johns, one bowl. Oh, oh gosh. god. No. <laughs> we had a couple more returning returning champs in the soda sphere this year yeah. as well. Uh Voodoo five, obviously. We it's a tradition at this point, and I think they've been doing Voodoo as long as I've known you, so It's like our fifth anniversary of both knowing each other and drinking this sugar water. It's kind of a cool little annual thing that they do. It's one of the first things that
0: pops up for the Halloween season. We're like, oh, there's the fucking voodoo logo. It's got different Mm -hmm. colors this time and different artwork. What the fuck's it going to be? The only thing I hated is that they kind of released it a little too early, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I feel like we've, the past few years, been finding out what the flavor is like. A week before Halloween? Yes. Maybe like a week and a half, two at the most. If that, yeah. Didn't we find out, like, I want to say before I went on my vacation, like mid-September? Dude, it was mid like... Mid to late September? Yeah. This year, what the flavor was? Well, you know, we got
0: this tie-in with this official candy this time. Like, I guess we have to just do what they want us to do.
1: Here's my theory. And before we go too far, the flavor for this year, as it was announced, officially was Airheads. It was an Airheads-flavored Mountain Dew. Was it Cherry Airheads? Am it I was the red one. Correctly? Yep. Yeah, Cherry Airheads. Um, I think that they had to announce it early because I'm assuming part of the uh deal and them getting an official tie-in to Airheads was that Airheads, the name itself, needed to be out in the open, out in the ether. Like long enough before Halloween to maybe influence people buying yeah. airheads for their candy to give out on Halloween for trick-or-treating. Totally, man. That's the only angle to look at it, honestly. Like, it's the one that
0: makes the absolute most sense. There's no point in doing this tie-in. They have no benefit from this if they find out on fucking Halloween night that this is airheads.
1: And so it's like the double-edged sword because it's like we've been wanting an official candy. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> but this is also what we get when we get an official yeah. candy, you know? Another like, one of the Wow.
0: Classic, be careful what you wish for kind of things. It's yeah, <laughs>
1: the old monkey paw voodoo act. <laughs> Ooh,
0: one of them fancy monkey paws. Let me diddly
1: diddly try that. Uh, So, on top of that, uh, we also got another What the Fanta, and I don't even believe that they've announced what that flavor is yet, have they? You know, I really haven't kept track. I know a lot of people
0: claim that it was blood orange or something like that, because there was all kinds of hints going to France, or was it France, or was it... But uh, the other one was Dracula,
1: I believe, was another one of the hints. I didn't really keep up on any of the What the Fanta, because it, like they're trying but it just doesn't have the same allure as voodoo. Um right, right. I did try it. Uh I thought it was weird. I only took like one sip of it and I think the thing that I got most out of that flavor was like like almost like smarties. That was yeah. sort of the flavor that I tasted and uh no, nah, I, I couldn't drink a whole a whole can of that. It was like it was tasty, but it was too much. I think that's actually exactly what I said it was, the
0: Smarties. I was like, this is just kind of has a weird Smarties taste to it. But yeah, uh, I don't. it's a very, very strange soda. I will say I loved the design. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely 100% different from Mountain Dews. It's just very simple, very minimalist. It's a cool design. I give them props for that. So hopefully if they do one next year, it's... A better flavor, I guess. I, don't know. I I expected candy, and if it's not candy, it just kind of falls flat as a Halloween soda.
1: To that point, the can art is great. It is simple. It reminds me of uh, when I was trick or treating in the early two thousands. We would go to this guy. He worked at um at Coke. Like Coca Cola, and instead of giving out candy, <laughs> he would give out little, <laughs> little not the white cans <laughs> not the not the white stuff that would be <laughs> that's a fear from the eighties, not the early two yeah, thousands. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh, he would give out little cans of Coca Cola and other sodas and whatever. And I just remember cans like used to get Halloween makeovers back then oh, pretty yeah. regularly, and it wasn't anything like spectacular they didn't go it wasn't like voodoo level of detail Mm -hmm. uh but there was like a little something extra like you knew it was a halloween version of the same soda that you've always been drinking um and this fanta uh what the fanta can Reminded me of that. So in its own weird, probably non-intentional way, it felt like a throwback to those little Halloween sodas of my youth. So that was nice. Something simple like a spider
0: web or like a bat silhouette and an already established logo. Those are kind of the simple things that we all enjoy about the season. And You don't have to change anything about how something tastes. You could just throw some fucking bats or whatever or a full moon in the background or you know, just little things like that make all the difference. Speaking of which, one of our last big bullets here, I think, for the food stuff, um, the Halloween Happy Meals this year, the, the old Halloween buckets, right? Yeah, talk about not
1: changing much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really didn't change much at all. Um, I didn't really even feel like I needed to go out and get any buckets because, I mean, listen, I'm pushing thirty. We just did this last year, like. Yeah. I didn't feel the urgency to do it in the same way that I did last year because it really felt like uh, an exact repeat of what we just did like was really 12 months ago. Um, And to that point, uh, somebody pointed it out online that it actually has 2022 stamped on the bottom of these new buckets. So Mm -hmm. like... They're using the exact same molds from last year, just new colors and different paint jobs.
0: It does feel like it's really, really easy. Like they didn't do anything like they didn't go above and beyond. And I guess that's kind of to be expected. I'm sure they're still just kind of like getting their feelers out there for what works and what they can get away with, with advertising to kids. I still went out and got all four of them like super quickly (laughs) because I'm a fucking idiot. Of course, (laughs)
1: but you, you needed to do that. I I I knew then you know, I, yep. I know that that was going to happen. Um, I don't know. I just think like these Halloween buckets, like this year, it still plays into what I've been saying all along is like, it almost feels like despite us getting Halloween buckets again, which is a huge thing. It it, it just doesn't feel as monumental to us this year or to me as it did last year or the whole season it like it just sort of feels like the theme of the season so far where it's like man if i'm complaining about this now i'm gonna look back and i'm gonna listen back to this episode years from now when we're having like an absolute dry spell of a season like a real genuine dry spell and i'm gonna be like derek you are such an idiot you had it so good in 2023 (laughs) and you just couldn't see what was right in front of you
0: When I first seen the promo for it, I was like, oh, well, this is perfect. Something I don't actually need to go out and get. I can just cross this one off my list and move on to something bigger and better. But the more I look at them, this kind of fits. Like, I think a few years from now, maybe not me and you, but these kids, I'm telling you. The kids, when I went to get my last bucket, I was actually getting the green one. And they fucked up. They gave me the purple one again. I was like, no, no, no. No, no. I, I called. I wanted the green one. I know this is a really weird thing, but like, I called for the green one. They're like, oh, yeah, you're that guy. I was like, yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> and they gave me my bucket. And I was like, you want this one back? Because I, I didn't even touch it. I was like, I don't need it. And they're like, no, you just keep that one too. I was like, oh, cool, whatever. Um, while that was happening, there was at least 300 fucking kids with buckets in and out of that store. And I was like, This is cool, man. If nothing else, you know, not for us. These kids, like, they fully seem like they enjoyed it this season. It's cool, man. It's just nice to see. I I have hope for the younger generation.
1: So what you're saying is that you're not one of those skeevy adults that's stealing (laughs) all the buckets from children.
0: No, no, no. I'm still a (laughs) skeevy piece of shit adult who's just taking up all these buckets before all the kids can. But uh, Uh. it was nice to
1: see some kids enjoying them. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what I need to keep reminding myself about this season, is that while I might not be um, totally enamored and blown away by a lot of this stuff, it's not really about me, right? It it never really has been. Like, Halloween at its core, the way that we celebrate it in the modern day, kind of all about the kids and always has been about the kids. Yeah, totally. So two things I want to
0: touch on before we move
1: from the uh, food aspect
0: of this episode here. One where the fuck are the Monster Mouth Skittles at? Are y'all out there somewhere? We did not get these things. And it kind of pisses me off because that was one of the things I was like really looking forward to. We got this first image of them way back. And I think like, March, And that was the only thing that didn't hit shelves. I thought that was really strange. They're supposed to color your mouth purple. I know that Skittles is under fire for having all this dangerous food coloring. So I'm assuming that had to do with it. But I am just as beat up about this as I am the uh, ghoul-aid from two years ago.
1: That's it. I, I was going to interject, but I let you finish. And I'm glad that I did because I was going to say, wasn't there something yeah. else that was supposed to come out and, and it didn't? And I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't gool-aid it was like a new kool-aid right wasn't it like a witch's it's, brew kool-aid or something like that yeah it was well it was still gool-aid
0: but it was like witch's brew like scare. I don't remember if it was scary berry or something like that I don't know it was something played up like that but yeah the kool-aid man was like all in witch costume had to like the black and green striped tight kind of thing going on and had like this really cool jack-o'-lantern face and it was an orange box. Dude, this box looked fucking killer. And I was like waiting and waiting and never got it. We never got we it. We didn't even get up. it this year. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, yeah, two big gripes there. I just was very upset with it. Um The other thing I was really upset with was like, we didn't really get... I know that we started off this segment with saying that we didn't get a lot of food, but we actually did. I'm going to once again, go back on that and say, we really didn't because we got a whole lot of repeats. We got the Hershey's vampire fangs. We got the, the ghoulish green Twix and Snickers and the, the M&Ms that come in that bag. Uh, the fucking vampire kisses with the red shit in the middle. Like, man, we're getting an awful lot of repeats. The Witch's Brew Kit Kats, as much as I love them, like, did we, did we just run out of creativity the last three years? Like, what the
1: fuck? I think that we just had such an explosive, like, set of new foods for, like, year after year after year for a while there that, like, I think we kind of, like, peaked. And I don't know that we necessarily could do better than those at the moment. So... As much as I want to be angry about that, I just feel like we hit our stride a few years ago with all that new candy. And, like, how are you going to get better than a Reese's Franken-Cup, you know? Like, that's the right, right. coolest thing that you probably could do with a Reese's peanut butter cup. What, are you just going to throw that out the window just to try to start from scratch again, you know?
0: I just figured I'd merely bring it up so I could bitch a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to bitch because, it, it, like, it's easy to bitch because, like... It's like man, I want something new, but mm-hmm. I feel like we also don't know what it is that we want that's new. Right. And if we actually just took a step back and we just look at what's before us, these treasures, this treasure mm-hmm. trove of everything. It's kind of like oh, we're at the peak of Mount Everest. Like yeah. we've done all the hard work <laughs> now and now we're just like, man, I just wish I could climb another 100 feet. It's like, yeah, but we did it. <laughs> let's just let's just bask in our
0: riches. All right, so that's the food. Let's move on to a couple of things that we might have did, places we might have gone. Really, really quick here. I can start this one off really fast. I only have two that I really did. Three, but one we already kind of went. We talked about the Mahoning Drive, and that was one cool thing I did. Mm-hmm. But um, the one thing I did was uh, a little thing called the Great Pumpkin Project. Uh, my buddy actually our buddy our new mm-hmm. friend Adam over at the Great Pumpkin Project gave us a couple of tags. Well he gave me tags. I'm going to send you one sometime <laughs> once I remember. <laughs> but um so these tags you basically you carve out a jack-o-lantern, you put one of these tags on it, it has some of his information on it that you can kind of look up and the idea is to find a place around your town where you feel like this jack-o'-lantern deserves to go, like a place that just screams Halloween, but is just missing the jack-o'-lantern, so that's one thing I finally got to do this year, I really wanted to do this a couple of years ago, and I just, I'm fucking 34 years old, I'm so goddamn lazy anymore, I just don't find time to do little things like this, even though there's plenty of time to do them, this time I didn't make excuses, I just did it, and it's actually a lot of fun. It won't be my last time doing it. I think next year I'll go a little bit harder, maybe 2 instead of 1. Uh I know he does like one for I think he does one every single night one for a Halloween, night, I believe for October. Yeah. yeah. So he's going hard. He's been doing this for a long time too, I guess. So uh
1: props to him. It's fucking awesome. It's really really cool. Um I will kind of piggyback off of what you just said. It's it's about um getting out and doing something that you've always wanted to do. uh, That's in the spirit of the season. And it doesn't really even mean that you're spending money to go and do these things, but it's just about like partaking in something that's like bringing you joy and maybe others joy as well. And you're sort of sharing in this mutual love of Halloween. Um, So something that I've been doing, and I've mentioned it in the journal and in the Facebook group, uh, but I've been going around to home haunts in my hometown because I found out that somebody put together a map for Worcester, Massachusetts and its surrounding towns of houses that um, they might not be home haunts in the sense that you can actually walk through but they're doing big displays. So it's right. displays, um, people who are putting in more than the average amount of effort to decorate their front yards or their porches or whatever it might be. Um So I've been using that map to go out, take nighttime drives. Uh, so far, I've visited 19 homes. Damn, and- dude. Yeah, it just like go out and see the sites and see what all of these people have put together and all of these beautiful displays that people have thrown together, um, built, just labor of love. And it's sort of in the same vein as the Great Pumpkin Project oh, totally. because it's it's just all about the love of the holiday and doing it because you're passionate about it, not because yeah. you're trying to make money at it or because you're trying to best somebody else or, or prove something. It's just about like, I like this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to share it with you. And so that's oh, yeah. been just like probably the highlight of my season because it's free obviously mm-hmm. and it's fun in the sense that it's been a treasure hunt and kind of like what you're doing and what Adam's been doing um you're sort of creating a treasure hunt for somebody right. and i'm on the opposite end where it's like now i'm going on the treasure hunt to find these these halloweeny things
0: yeah yeah totally two very very cool and like kind of raw experiences i will say though when you first put this in the the facebook group i must have read it wrong i thought this was for like Actual haunts, like one's walkthrough haunts. And I was like, I mean, that's cool. Great. And so I didn't really <laughs> read too far into it. But then when you <laughs> actually posted pictures in the journal the other day, I was like, dude, that's fucking rad. Like, uh huh. we do not have anything like that here. It's obviously not a big enough area to do something like that. And a lot of people really don't get into Halloween decorating here close to my place. But yeah. like it's not a bad idea for even a small area. Like I'm sure that there's a lot of people that have no clue that I decorate and there's other people right. that ha- decorate pretty big, That I'm sure that a lot of people don't know they do it. It's just kind of a cool idea. So I don't know. might be a good thing to look into for this area.
1: Absolutely. And if uh, you can't pull anything together, you can always take a trip up here and uh, we'll do some hunting around here. You can come oh, yeah. uh, see the displays up at my neck of the woods. Totally. So in addition to driving around and seeing home haunts, I have been to some actual haunts as well. Um, I started off my season pretty early here. Uh, I want to say like the first weekend in September, I went to a, a place called the Factory of Terror in Fall River Mass. And if anybody from Massachusetts or Rhode Island is listening, if you've never been, uh, it was actually really good. It was a really good haunt. It lasted probably like twenty minutes, so it's nothing super long. Um, but if it's not like a crazy drive for you and you're looking for something to do, I do recommend that one. Um I also got out to another one uh I think last weekend at this point, and it was just at a local sportsman's club. So it's like a step up from all of these houses that I've been driving around and looking at their displays. This was put on by um, think of like the Elks or the Knights of Columbus, like kind of like a group like that. Mm. So it was really being run while there were adults. It felt like it was being run by teens and kids. And it almost felt like this was more of a, definitely a community based experience because it was people all from its town, but it almost felt like they were all there for community service. Right. So like, <laughs> like a school they're... project kind of thing. Kind of. That's the vibes that I was getting. That's and, a dope. Uh, that vibe, was a hayride. <laughs> it is. It is. So the main draw was that it was a hayride, which they did actually a really pretty good job with it. I was actually surprised the amount of props that they had for something so homegrown and small. Um, The one thing that I will say about the Century Sportsman's Club uh, that you would have loved is I had to buy my ticket online. That was like the only option they gave me. But you actually have to go into the lodge to get your physical ticket before you go out and wait in line for the hayride. Mm -hmm. And, dude, this lodge, when I said Knights of Columbus or Elks, it just had that old 80s. You're with your grandparents and they're taking you to... A night at their local club, like vibe to it. There was a a fireplace going, and when you walked in, it just smelled like cigarettes. And there was a line for the bar, and everybody was buying uh, American beer. (laughs) So it was (laughs) like they're getting their buds and their cores and whatever else. And it was just a little bit cool. And everybody was talking to me with a crazy towny accent. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm home. Like, I feel yeah. like I feel like I'm back with my grandparents again, doing something on a Saturday night.
0: Right. Uh, Very community just, oriented. Very cool. Uh huh.
1: It's just awesome. But uh, the big, big one that I'll mention and I'll end on here is I um, towards the end of September went down to Florida. Finally, um, last year I got postponed because of a hurricane. But this year I got to do Halloween Horror Nights 32, and this is probably the best ho- Halloween Horror Nights event I've been to. Uh, the That's whole saying a lot, <laughs> <laughs> man. The whole theme—it was all like one unified theme. It was uh, based around this new character who there they try to pitch it as he's been there all along with all the other characters. Um, his name was Doctor Oddfellow, so. Basically, he's this immortal being and each scare zone, uh, he's in it and it's a different time in his life when he was, you know, running a carnival or when he was going through the jungle and shit like that. I don't know. It was a loose (laughs) theme, but it was there. And, uh, there were 10 haunted houses. I was lucky enough to get through seven out of the 10 haunted houses, um, some of the highlights that I got to see were obviously, uh, the house, it was a universal monsters house. And this one was called universal monsters unmasked. They've done monsters houses in previous years. The last year that I went, they did a bride of Frankenstein inspired house, which was cool. This blew that one out of the water. They took, characters that don't get a lot of limelight these days and made them the focus of the house so there was the universal hunchback there was Jekyll and Hyde there was the invisible man the phantom of the opera was a part of that haunted house and it was just beautiful and gothic and creepy and genuinely scary I had people popping out from everywhere in my face, I didn't know what was coming around each corner. It was just incredible. I know you're not sort of into that that kind of thing, but if we could have done it with the lights on and you wouldn't have gotten jump scared, you would have loved it too. I think you would have thought it was like the most beautiful thing you'd ever seen in your life.
0: Oh, are you under the impression I'm not into that? Because I, I totally love that stuff. You like going
1: through haunted houses? I
0: do. Yes, I do. I, wow. I totally do. I've just never been to, like, anything real serious before. Yeah, I, I love haunted houses.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you couldn't do haunted houses. No, oh. I can't
0: do airplanes. Two totally different things.
1: <laughs> See, and to me, you know, <laughs> airplanes are way scarier than haunted houses. I Absolutely was like, well. <laughs> okay, all right. That makes a lot of sense. Damn, wow, I've I've misunderstood you all this time. <laughs> So, in any case, you really would have loved it then because this was like the greatest thing I've ever been to. No,
0: I I know that you like live and breathe Halloween Horror Nights and stuff, and I would totally be there too with you. I just I can't get myself on a plane.
1: We just got to knock you out beforehand, dude. That's it. We're going to take you to the vet <laughs> and say, load him up with uh, whatever sedative you got. And they'll say, that's not a dog. I really think it's just the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I see snakes every time I fly. Totally. um uh, some of my other favorites from this event were chucky ultimate kill count that was just that's a very divisive one in the halloween hornets community because a lot of people thought it wasn't great because it was a, a funnier house but to me it was the greatest thing ever because chucky is far and away my favorite horror film franchise and always has been so being able to See Chucky up close and personal and Chucky's humor sprinkled throughout a haunted house. That was just awesome, man. Uh, And in addition, you actually got to see some of the greatest hits from the Chucky franchise. Like early on in the maze, you actually saw uh, a recreation of Jennifer Tilly in the bathtub getting electrocuted by Chucky. That's dope. So you got to see some of the greatest hits just right there in front of you, which was just awesome. As a fan, it was like ultimate fan service. Um, One of the original houses I thought was amazing was called the darkest deal. And you, you and everybody else knows the basic premise. It's just the whole devil went down to Georgia, you know, Mm. a musician making a deal with the devil that in exchange for his soul, he'll be like the best musician of all time. Um, so they turned that into a haunted house and that was excellent as well. And, uh, not my favorite of the bunch, but uh, there was a Stranger Things house this year, and I've never got to see a Stranger Things house before. And this one focused all on Stranger Things season four. So you got to see Eddie. You got to see Vecna up close and personal. They recreated that scene where they're on Eddie's trailer and they're playing Master of Puppets with yeah. all of Demobats flying around you, which was super cool to see. And they even managed to squeeze in walking through Eddie's trailer. If you look up, you could actually see Dustin standing upside down above you and, and the hole in the ceiling oh, leading to the regular world with the towel hanging down the bedsheets uh, to climb. So the attention it. to detail was awesome. Um, the whole event was awesome. Uh, I had a great time as I expected
0: to. Yeah, man, I'm super jealous anytime I see any of these cool haunts. Like, what, the past couple of years they've had Stranger Things. There was a a Killer Clowns one just not real long ago within the last four years. Like, Mm -hmm. one of these days, man, one of these days it's going to happen.
1: We'll make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah, we got to. It's Mm -hmm. a great time. So Halloween Horror Nights 32, great event. One night only for me, but uh, what a night it was. So uh, this is, I guess, kind of the conclusion here. And I wanted to end on something positive.
0: I really did have a truly awesome time this year. Admittedly, it was a different kind of year. It might have seemed kind of empty in spots, but also like full force in other spots. And I don't know if it was the algorithm or if it was just our content being better or what. But we engaged with a ton of people this year, like a ton, We've gained a lot of followers. We've been seeing a lot of new listeners to the show. We did a scare package this year, and it sold out very, very quickly. Like, I didn't think I was going to sell one of these at all, but they did really well. Just super thankful we paid nothing towards advertising this year. So, like, (laughs) it's insane because we've been getting quite a few likes on different posts and stuff. Uh, Genuinely, it just seems like, all in all, we're on the right foot, you know? Uh, I always tell myself and I ask myself like I'm 34 now how long can I do this and I think this season for me really has been the one to show me like hey dude you're here for a while. You're here to stay. You got something good. And, uh, we owe it to all of you listening here right now and people that check us out on Instagram and all of our socials and stuff really means a great deal to us. We appreciate you 100%.
1: I think that's just been my biggest takeaway from this whole, uh, Halloween season. Uh, like what you were saying is just the community that's formed around us in years past, obviously, but this season in particular, has been mind-blowing. I mean, making so many new acquaintances and friends and people who are just genuinely supportive of us that we've never met, uh, that didn't know that we existed six months ago, is just mind-blowing. And uh, it's just so cool to 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 find people who have similar interests to us and like what we do. and And like you said, you know, we're all getting older. And it's... Sometimes tough to talk about what seems like the same thing uh, over and over again, um, and what this is all sort of giving me a little bit of confidence on is that maybe the things that we talk about will change a little bit going forward in the next coming months and years. Not anything drastically different, but I mean, man, there's only so many times that we can talk about the same triasa of horror episodes, you know, <laughs> before we need to start branching out. Um, but all of these new uh, friends who have popped up have sort of given me a little bit of confidence that like, hey, maybe you'll listen to us talk about things that aren't just Treehouse of Horror. And uh, that's really cool. So this season has had a lot of highs and lows, and I think it all averages out to be like a great season um, just in terms of things that we got and things that we did, things that we partook in. But it's also been great in the sense that there's a lot of great new people and a lot of people who came out of the woodwork to support us, and that's really cool. So, genuinely, thank you to everybody. And a uh, big thank you to you, Grimy, for everything that you do and you bring to the table. It's it's doesn't go unnoticed, and it's very much appreciated. Vice versa. I mean, match made in heaven. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> Big John and... Incognito John. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> Absolutely. So with that... I'd say that's pretty much
1: a wrap. That is definitely a wrap on the 2023 Halloween season. So with nothing further, I am Grimy And I am Derek. And you have just listened to the Leftover Pizza podcast. Hope to catch you in the next one. Hope you guys stick around and hope you had a uh, a good time this season. We both did. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. See you in the next one.
0: Nightmare will come true. Trick or treat. Trick-or-treat, trick-or-treat for Halloween, when the pumpkin shells cast evil spells, your little white
1: house turns green,
0: your little white house turns green, your little white house turns green, every post is a ghost, if you got a witch's broom. And if you want your gate to circulate, oh, oh, we can do that too. <laughs> trick or treat, 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 for Halloween. When ghosts and
1: goblins by the store, ring the bell on your front door. You better not be stingy or your nightmares will come true.